Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered. And if you've been already following me, and hopefully you have, you'll have discovered some really amazing experiences that other people are sharing with you, how it is that they navigate the complexity of all of our health journeys. Because in fact, that is one thing that we all have to master at some point of our lives. You know, traditionally, we've relied on other people to tell us what to do, but how has that worked out for many of you? And so this is the reason for this podcast today, and I'm blessed to have both Tara and Don join me today. And the, the whole purpose is to help you navigate that health journey. So it's not about selling you a product or a service or selling a person, but rather sharing the process by which you get to navigate that. And how do we actually do that? Well, we do that through some amazing role playing. So it's just a very short six minute role play where one of them will present with a particular problem and the other will help guide them to some form of resolution. But understand this, it's only six minutes. And so there's there's not a full resolution going to happen, or maybe it will, who knows. Um, but the truth is, is to give you an idea of what people are actually experiencing. And this might be something that you might be experiencing yourself. And so when I say that as well, what you have to know that some people will get triggered because we will be talking about things that, you know, might be very sensitive to some people. And so I would suggest that, you know, you mind yourself for this. But the idea of being triggered, too, by the way, is also the the signal for some work that you need to work through. And hopefully, if you do get triggered, you'll find some resolutions yourself. And that is ultimately my aim. My aim is that everybody gets to leave with some sort of insight and some sort of action step that you can then follow. So we're going to do the role play for about six minutes. And then following that, we'll unpack for about 10, 15 minutes as well. And there'll be a way for you to connect with both Tara and Don, if that's something that you want to do. So I want to welcome you, Tara and Don. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to have you, uh, Tara, just introduce yourself briefly, and then we'll go with Don, and then we'll go into the actual role playing. So Tara, shortly, you know, who are you and what do you do? Well, first part, thank you for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Um, I, my name is Sarah Thomas. I'm a health and high performance coach. I live in Santa Barbara, California. And right now I'm working mostly one-on-one with clients through a 12 week transformation process. I'm, I'm mostly, well, all, a, lot, a lot of women looking for empowerment and kind of some body acceptance, uh, love in their life. And um, I love what you're doing because, you know, so many people are just so confused. They don't know to where to go to you know, what are the right things to think about? And, you know, I've been in the personal growth in business for a very long time. So I love the fact that you're doing that, Tara. So thank you so much. Dawn, uh, short about yourself, what you do. Hey, thanks again. Thanks so much for having me on here. It's a real honor and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Um, so I'm out of Kauai and I've been here for eight and a half years. And I feel like this island has a really healing energy, which has brought a lot of, um, um, progress to not just the people of this island and the Hawaiian people in general, but just to life and life for me as well. And I think one of the things about healing, um, my practice is called Lighthouse Healing, and I am anesthesia pain management, but I also do longevity medicine and work on just helping you to heal your emotional body and your trauma. 
to get past those things that might be blocking you no matter what that is. I love it. So thank you both, uh, both involved with some areas of wellness that is so important these days because that's what I believe is the future of all of our health. You know, rather than treating us with drugs and surgeries, what both of you can teach us is just amazing. So let's go into the role play. Um, we're gonna start off with Tara, you're gonna have a problem. Um, why don't you just go into it? Let's present your problem and then we'll have Don guide you in the dialogue, however that works out for about six minutes. And then okay. we'll afterwards. So go ahead. Well, I, ha I, I have, have to. I just have, oh, go ahead. I have one quick question. Am I guiding her as Dr. Sparks or am I guiding her as Coach Dawn? Like, I think that anyway, that does make a difference. In the any whole, way I'm you want. Play. This is your show. Okay. You're you're the star and I'm just uh, your guide, but that's it. So you're the guide. Okay. So go ahead, Tara. Well, Dawn, I appreciate you bringing that because it's interesting. I'm holding like from a place of a coach where I have been challenged. I think that that's where I'm going to go. I was really wondering like which one of you to speak to. So let's just, hopefully it captures it all in some degree, but one thing that comes up for me in my coaching. So maybe this is a little bit leaning more towards the doctor, the physician, the longevity medicine physician, well, your longevity coach and pain medicine. But one thing I know I have had a few clients with, with very different challenges, but they have a hesitation to even ask their physician for support because of the judgment that they feel as when going into the office and they so much. So they almost go into like an automatic engagement. And I've uh, with these two particular clients, my coaching has really been about accessing their inner voice and becoming their own advocate in this space. But I didn't know as someone who who's worked with patient populations, how, what you might add in addition or kind of finesse that a little bit for me to be able to show up in my coaching even more fully for my clients. Well, can you explain maybe a little bit more just so I understand completely, right. like what, what is it that you feel like they're feeling blocked or uh, uh, kind of afraid to discuss with their physician? Is that what I'm hearing? Like a fear? Yeah, I think, thing? well, um, I know one is um, I have a, uh, a patient who, um, who a client um, who has some, uh, long-term weight that she's been trying to, and it's impacting her health. But because of the, as you mentioned early, some of the somatic and emotional trauma, that has been a very difficult thing for her to unfold and unpack. And as we all know, the um, support that's offered in generally can not address some of those issues. So now she's at a place where she's starting to open up to some of the somatic and emotional and even cognitive structures so that she can start creating long-term change but she it has a hesitation to even use her physician as someone of support because of the judgment she's felt. She'll go into the, and they'll just be like, you gotta lose weight, you gotta do anything to lose weight as though it's a transactional request. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do feel like in today's society in general, like fat shaming is a thing. It is a thing from doctors to patients. It is a thing from people walking by on the street. Um, and it's hard, I think, for individuals who are either obese or morbidly obese and in that category to kind of um, navigate how they feel about it, especially if they're dealing from a place of trauma. Um, and they have their own kind of emotional pain body within themselves that they're right. holding on to, whether they dealt with an eating disorder or overeating or things of other natures that have led to this 
process and problem because some people will say, oh, I never lost the baby weight or, you know, it just continued to gain weight or I, I couldn't exercise anymore after I got pain. Um, so there's so many different things, but I do think it's like the nature versus nurture and like people are kind of pulled into like, well, it's just your genes, so it's okay. Um, but now with all of these new medications as well, with the semi-glutides and the things like that that are being put, pushed out there, um, we just don't know. We just don't know what that person has dealt with, number one, what they are holding onto inside that has um, helped them to identify with that weight and, 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 and what is causing them to continue to consume the amount of calories to hold on that weight because that too happens, right? Um, and some people will go into these starvation diets because they're told by their doctors that are primary care physicians, this is how they lose weight, that it's just caloric. And some of them started themselves for so long for maybe like five pounds which in the grand scheme of things, if you're hundred pounds overweight, five pounds is not going to make a difference, you know? Um, and it would be negligible to probably for that person to even visualize it. So in that sense, when they go down that rabbit hole and they feel like they're starving themselves, they're depriving themselves. It goes all the way back to what the inner trauma that they faced and that they um, are not good enough to be able to eat food because they see other people enjoying food or, you know, they go into this whole thing. And if we don't get to the root of what the cause is for any of these issues, then the keeping the weight off and sustaining a healthy life with like diet and exercise and, and longevity nutraceuticals or anything else of that matter is probably not attainable on a consistent basis. Because if you do look at the literature, the majority of people who, um, have rapid weight loss or rapid weight gain, have a hard time sustaining it over the long term. Right. And so how would you advise, um, what, what could the, this client ask of her physician? What, what can her client, what can the physician provide for a client who is established in a lot of ways, a dysfunctional dynamic in the relationship between the doctor and well, the patient. So oh, she needs ahead. to, so I, you know, I'm, I'm helping her activate her voice, understand what her needs are in this. But I guess in a way I'm asking from a physician's perspective, what would be helpful coming from a patient? Well, I do think that if, if this is the patient's primary care doctor, that they need to have a frank conversation. Like you said, it is, it's become a, a maybe a bizarre dynamic for them. And I, of course, don't know this uh, client context, or patient, right? Nor, nor do I know the doctor. So I'm just speaking from if somebody wanted me to help them lose weight as a pain physician, I would give them just my kind of honest approach to taking care of it. But then I would also let them know that they that it's probably not only me that's going to be able to help them because this is something very complicated, right? They're going to need, and just like you can address with your client patient that that doctor is probably not the only one who can help them, but that they need to come from a place of I, as your patient, see you because I trust you and I want your help on these matters yeah. involving my health. And I have gotten to the place now where I do not think that this ex excess weight that I'm carrying around is healthy for me. And I want to know what you would advise or specifically if they're thinking about a semi-glutide or something else that I was thinking about trying this. And I wanted to know what your thoughts on the matter were. And then once they've gotten the doctors kind of buy-in to that they're thinking that way, 
the doctor is probably going to be far more likely to offer some solutions. And then if they start to see a plan um, and be able to execute that plan, obviously, if they're working with you, um, if they're going to a therapist as well, if they're um, maybe having a nutritionist or a dietitian or, you know, all these other players that can help them to be successful. Because the last thing you want to do is set somebody up for kind of like a failure situation. You want to make Absolutely. sure that when they go, they're going to make it the extra mile because it's going to be a long haul. Okay, let, let's wrap it up, guys. Well, what uh, I was going to say is that in this particular issue, it was actually the physician asking the client or letting the client, she needed to lose weight for health reasons. It wasn't driven by the client. And so that's where the judgment was being felt. But thank you so much. That was that was in alignment into where she was already being directed and, and, but also helpful just to hear your perspective. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, you. thank you for that. So thank you both. Um, I first want to hear from Tara, what that was about for you. And then it will go Don just briefly. Uh, then I want to share some insights that why this podcast is so important because you've illustrated exactly some of the things that I'm wanting to address. And then we're going to unpack some of the things that you share. So Tara, just briefly, what was that for you, you know, coming up with the, the situation? How do you feel about that? Um, go. Um, well, it was what I like is it was probably what I expected. I align with Dawn. I mean, some of her values around having a very holistic approach for mm -hmm. her patients as I do with my clients. So in a way it's almost, I wanted to be like, could you put on the lab coat of the doctor I want to go to who is with my client and say like, she's not a transaction, drop the judgment, right? And that I wanted her, Dawn to be able to do that, but we aligned and it was lovely to hear what she said. And it, and, yep. but it does, it also reinforces someone else with a holistic approach, me with a holistic approach, and it enforces some of the things that I'm already providing. So yeah, thank and you. We're going to, we're going to unpack that more. Uh, just briefly, Don, what was that for you? Um, I think that, I don't even know if Tara knows this, but I think that it like definitely hits close to home as, um, I, I felt that my daughter went through a lot of this when she was in the hospital, um, as, as she's overweight. Um, and a lot of my friends too, who are doctors who knew about that had said things that were derogatory straight to me in the midst of all of that stuff. So, so I honestly can say, um, as a parent of a daughter who just went through a huge trauma, who is overweight, like this is, this is pretty personal. Right. And, um, and I have mm -hmm. friends who have been on the semi-glutides who have lost, you know, over a hundred pounds and, and so on and so forth. So I know well, that let, this can be life-changing. Yeah, let's talk about that in a moment. You know, some of more of the specifics. Yeah. I just want to get the, your your perspective and your context of this experience. What I want to share with with the listener and both of you, and and great job by the way, because you're illustrating something that's critically dysfunctional. You know, within mm -hmm. uh, the health system, and um, being a doctor myself, I'm a plastic or reconstructive surgeon. I've been doing this for 25 years, trained for 17, so I got a vast you know experience. But I've also looked outside of plastic surgery. And if you're listening to me for the first time, you know I know uh, all about integrated energy healing and brain intelligence and all sorts of really cool stuff. And the truth of the matter is that, and and this is not knocking my colleagues out there because they're doing the best that they can with the resources right. that they have, with the training that they've had. And Don, you know right. that as well. But the truth is, right. is that as physicians, they're disconnected with the patient and they don't know how patients are making the decisions. Now, the flip right. side, 
truthfully, and, and you illustrate a whole bunch of great points, Don, as well. But what I will say, and, and this will trigger some people, and that's okay, that's the point, is that we no longer have an excuse for being sick. We no longer have an excuse for being overweight. And so, but the truth is, is that there's a lot of reasons why all of that happens. And that's a matter of figuring out what that root cause is. Because the flip side is, you know, we all need to give ourselves permission to be human, right? And we all have our weaknesses, we all have our faults, and that's just about, that's just the, the human experience that we have. But a lot of things that show up later in life, and again, I think both of you illustrated this, these are our past traumas, and even from my ancestors. And so, and DNA has a role too, by the way, but it's unraveling all that. And what's exciting about people like yourselves, you're looking in that lens that doctors are not. Yeah. And so you have the empowerment and they, you have the power to give the empowerment to the individual to start looking at things differently. And so sometimes you just need to get a different primary care physician because trying to talk to them, right? Unless they're open already, it, I don't think it's going to go very, very far, unfortunately, for a lot of different reasons. They don't have the bandwidth. They don't have the time. They, they've got limited you know, uh, uh, resources to take care of all that. But you well, did say something, well, hang on a second. You did something say really important. And this is something that I teach other doctors as well. Because we can't do everything, because we can't know everything, for God's sake, let's collaborate with a bunch of other cool people that will help guide our patients, whether it's nutrition, you know, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's coaching, whether it's all sorts of things. Don, you got the floor. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Bart. Um, no, and I agree with you. Like there is so much about it being like traumatic based and there's a lot of stuff to unpack there. But like if they're not dealing with that trauma and what's inside like it, you can throw everything but the kitchen sink at them and it, it still right. is not going to make a difference if that same root problem is still there and and i think that that's what modern medicine and corporate medicine and big pharma and all of that stuff misses and of course the insurance companies want to pay to keep them sick because in all of our training as you know um the insurance driven world that that we want to keep them on medication we want to keep them with well, that, their... that's that's changing but that's for a different conversation for a different day well, right right right. yeah I, I have... maybe but it's not it might not change in our lifetimes so like we are essentially aligning here on the the movement of trying to get people to realize the, the kind of inner things that they can do to change because i do feel like patients can put themselves in the driver's seat a lot more um well, they and need to be asked. <laughs> Very rarely are they even asked what they want. They're told. Well, right. They're just it's told. It completely it's collapses their self-determination. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that's that's why we have you, Tara, to give that to them. Well, right. and it's, I mean, it's beyond, exact, I mean, and that's what I was going to say is, and you you mentioned to it, like physicians, they're, they're put in, they're being, there's an expectation on them that is not their role. And I think that's where both information can become from, to be brought to attention with physicians and also with the client. That's one thing I was sharing with my client. Like you actually are your advocate, not your doctor. You need to learn to be your own advocate for what your needs and what their role is in your life. Their role is not there to start unfolding your trauma. That's for you to find the resources. That's what we're working with. But for you to go in and expect your doctor not to treat you like a transaction without asking for that is going to keep you remained in the incongruency of your frustration. Yeah, smart, smart. And, and I would say this, and the great challenge, and, and this is why 
I'm doing the things that I'm doing is to make it incredibly easy for people to get access to not only the information, the right information, but also the right tools to optimize their health. Right. Because right. basically, you know, a lot of the practices, and again, I'm not knocking them, I'm just being factual, is they follow these protocols, they've got these systems. And so you come in for an evaluation, and you get all these tests, and then you ask yourself, well, I don't need any of these tests. This is not my problem. And then, but, but you have to have that discernment you have to get educated yourself to understand at least in part what's really going on and what it is that you need to ask from your doctor. And if your doctor refuses, refuses, then then it's time just to find another doctor because fighting with them is just not going to work. And I see this all the no. time, specifically with, for example, you know, um, lipid levels. So these are these, you know, the cholesterol, your LDLs and HDLs, and they want to prescribe you a specific medication. And then, but there's a lot of other ways that you can do it naturally. And a good friend of mine was doing that and he was, he was being challenged by his physician. No, you got to do this and you got to do that. And, and he, he asked them, you know, why is that? And they couldn't give him, give him an answer. And so the point is well taken again, because everything is so, 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 so much more sophisticated doctors can't embrace all of it. And that's why, again, having some level of understanding assuming the responsibility, finding that empowerment, then finding, you know, doctors like Don who are willing to take the time, you know, that's that's the that's the ticket. Yeah, and I think I, I having know. been oh I'm sorry. I, I think was gonna say doctors who know how to take the time. So go ahead. <laughs> right, right. Because I think having been here on Kauai for eight and a half years, it've been allotted that time because essentially that entire time I've worked but with a lot of autonomy or for myself during my own practice. And I've allotted myself to give the patients the time that they need. And um, many aspects I I've learned and grown so much as a physician and just having like, Oh, what an honor it is that these people are sharing their lives mm -hmm. with me. Right. Like when, when a patient tells you about their spouse dying and, and just literally gives you this great story of finding a specific thing that, they found like a year later and how they listened to it because it was an audio and it had their husband's voice, you know, all of these things that are so, so close to home. And these people are sharing these things with me. And that's so important and, and not in like a HIPAA violation way, but this is stuff that people share about their lives, about their intimate details of their lives. And what an honor, right? Like what an honor to, and that's the part of medicine that, that we're trusted healers, right? They are coming to us for healing. And uh, the way that corporate medicine has spun it up, which mm -hmm. I've been removed for from for quite a while, like getting back into that system as the mother of a child who just had like this huge polytrauma. I was like, these people are like, yep. they're so mean. And they're so like, not even caring about like, and then they want to put up a facade like I care about your I want her to have the best and I was like but the lack of um individual thinking or caring because they're so pressured by these metrics and like what the algorithm says and what's the best next thing and and the money making end like are they getting enough RVUs like all of these things and that's, just that's, so that's really and, and I, I applaud you for saying all those things. And it's actually getting worse in some institutions because you got pencil pushers and bureaucrats running everything that they will actually try to find fault in a particular physician and then they get punished. Uh, Tara, you want to say something? 
Well, I mean, I, I, it's so enjoyable for the conversation to come up. You know, I, I didn't mention it before, but I've also lived 33 years with type one diabetes. So I've been on the patient receiving end and it takes me back even, you know, as a very competitive 17 year old, extremely lean high school athlete, not once was I asked upon my diagnosis, what I wanted in my life. I was told how to eat, when to eat, what to eat, and then shamed when my numbers did not equate the expectations of what research said means I would have a good life. And so I've definitely been in the system on the receiving end of all that. I'm so grateful for my ability with IWAS, with my family support to actually really pave my own path and in a way now be teach, um, help instruct my clients to become their own advocate, like I've been explaining. But it's, it's, I think you even mentioned it, Don, where the priority is for outcomes versus the individual. And that's Correct. just, it's that is going. And so there's a lot of systematic gaslighting that's occurring where, hey, I'm here for your best interest, but I'm not going to ask you what your best interest is. Right. And the medical gaslighting is a real thing. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's, and it gets to the point where um, that becomes its own trauma within the system. And, and speaking from my daughter's point of view and not like saying too much without her here to say it for herself, but like, there was a lot of medical gaslighting where she was in 10 out of 10 pain and they would tell her that um, it was just the anxiety or when she went into respiratory failure and subsequently needed intubated when she was told that she was just having anxiety. Um, and it was because I believe the Epic problem list lives there forever. And at some point, at some place, she had had a diagnosis as a child of anxiety and it just, they, everything it didn't matter if she broke 23 bones and it had this huge polytrauma, like everything became anxiety. And, um, and that was a bit of medical gaslighting, even when proven wrong, they wouldn't say to her, you know, we're so sorry, or, or that was not your fault or whatever. And she will probably reflect forever that her biggest trauma was not the accident, but actually the experience she had within the hospital. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. That, yeah. And yeah. That that is something that you know with your help and all the other people on this podcast you know the, the commonality is you know how can we do things better and, yeah and exactly the, and the truth is the conversation does have to change um again this is um teachings that i'm sharing with other doctors as well and it may come to you as a bit of a surprise you know as a listener you know you two already are talking this but the three things, the three conversations that we actually need to have is is responsibility and roles. You know, who is who is responsible and, and who is accountable. And as a consumer, that's you. At the end of the day, that's entirely up to you. And you have to get you have to get educated as best as you can. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's not easy. Um, I, as a doctor and, and 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 fluent in four languages, I still struggle with a bunch of things, but you have to step up. You got to step up and step into your power and recognize this is my life. This is my body. And what do I want? I mean, right on for that, Tara. So the second thing is root cause. Um, again, trauma is different, obviously, but there's a root cause. Uh, and in your case, uh, Don, I mean, but, you know, there's a root cause for any kind of uh, behavior styles that we have in trauma or other things. So got to look at root cause and we got to look at data. So I do want to wrap this up. Um, Tara, I please share with us your last comments and you know how do people get a hold of you? And, and I do want to emphasize the work that you're doing with diabetes is phenomenal. Um, please emphasize that because so many people are so confused and, and scared at the same time, and they need a good place to go to. 
Well, I'll first say I'm wearing diabetes blue. It's national diabetes month. So, um, every day of this month I'm wearing blue and, uh, and uh, you know, it's super fun because I've rolled out a campaign in my coaching philosophy, which I call the diabetes advantage, because there's a lot I've learned and I've embodied and I've live in abundance around because of living 33 years. And I get very excited when I can share that with people living with type one diabetes. The one thing I want to one bring attention to really quickly in the conversation that we had is to actually celebrate and champion the way that we cope with trauma. And one of those ways can be to gain weight. And I know I've had periods and I know people very close to me have had periods of trauma processing and coping in their life where eating and the serotonin release and all of the things, it was a way to get me through. And I think that is so quickly lost for people. Like how amazing would it be to be able to get on a scale and just be like, I was really taking care of myself. Is it time to shift? And there's so much shame around weight gain, but maybe say like, okay, and just an element of acceptance, I guess is I want to say in wrapping up. Um, and then did you say how people, what did, else did you say? Yeah, how, do people how, people can, how do people find you? They can find it on Instagram. It's Tara Thomas coaching. And my website is TaraThomas.com. And those are probably two of the easiest ways. And I would definitely say reach out this month because I am trying to post and write and add content around um, a, a big focus of giving away a lot of tips and tricks that I use, use in my coaching as a thank you for what diabetes has brought to my life, because you can't leave it, break up with it, move away from it. It is there 24 seven every day. So I got to really see how I show up for myself again and again and again and again. And that really brought immense gifts into my life. No, th thank you for that. And you're an inspiration for all of us that, you know, times are tough and yet yeah, there is a pathway and and you're definitely showing us that and so for the listeners you know reach out to uh tara for all that dawn um a little bit about yourself and as well and how do people get a hold of you and and last last comments um again thanks so much bart for having uh this podcast and having me on it's been a great pleasure and tara that was awesome and wonderful and happy national diabetes month Yay! and yay and um, also, I can be reached at kawaiidoctor.com. That's K-A-U-A-I-D-R.com. Um, on Instagram and LinkedIn, I'm Dr. Dawn Sparks. Um, I think on Facebook, it's Dr. Dawn A. Sparks. But um, they're all pretty pretty similar. For, so you can find me on social media, message me there. Or you can also um, send a HIPAA-compliant text message through 808-977-2700 or, again, kawaiidoctor.com. Awesome. Thanks again. And for Super all your fun. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for both of you. And this is exactly why I want to have these kinds of conversations. They get lively at times. They get very, very truthful and very raw. And, and, it's, and it's not so much that I want people to focus on the problem and then, then you know, throw their hands up and says, well, the system's like that. We can't do anything. No, mm -hmm. it's recognizing what the system is and recognizing, mm -hmm. yes, there's always a solution out there. I'm not going to say that it's easy. Sometimes it can be easy, but the reality is, and what's exciting for me is that a lot of non-medical professionals are actually leading the charge in, in optimizing health. And I personally am bringing a lot of things back to the United States you know, so that people can optimize um, their health in so many ways. So definitely list, keep on listening to what I have to share. But this show is really about, you know, people like Tara and like Don and their gifts 
and their magic. So both of you, thank you so much. I'm Dr. Bart Randmick. This is the Doctor's Guide podcast, Raw and Unfiltered, and we will be back. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.